Disney appears to have had good news in their earning calls. This and other news coming up on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 369 of Traveling with the Mouse. My name is John. I am your host this week, and I am joined by my host till the end, the one who's always here, Adam. What's up, everybody? Are you saying I'm your ride or die? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I guess so, as far as the podcast goes. We're the, we're the consistency. We're the Thelma and Louise. Yes, we're the glue that holds this that. podcast together. Because if there's only two people, then this is the two it would be. <laughs> right. Pretty That's much. why I said we're the Thelma and Louise. If we go down, we go down together. Alrighty then. Somehow. How many young folks would get <laughs> would get the Thelma and Louise reference? I well, let's see. The movie itself is probably thirty years old now, right? It's kind of more than that. It's got to be more than thirty. Mm, I don't know. I thought it was early nineties. I'm pretty sure. Really? Wasn't that Brad Pitt's first on-screen uh, appearance? It's Everybody quite possible. down on the floor. It's definitely one of his earliest, for sure. But yes, I'm sure there's plenty of people that would get that. It was 1991, by the way. Oh, so. so you're right. It's 31 years old. I was thinking like 89 or something. No, I was wrong. I remember that one was... I, I remember most movies... This is interesting. I remember most movies as either pre-89 Batman or post-89 Batman. <laughs> oh, that's your benchmark. <laughs> kind of, because that was the, the the summer of going to see movies for us, apparently. We went and saw things like Ghostbusters 2 and the 89 Batman and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, all that stuff. Speaking of Ghostbusters so. 2, looks like we're in the wrong game. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> more than that. That's another weird reference. But uh, speaking of that, I was watching another episode of the ILM documentary and they happened to mention Ghostbusters 2 on there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. ILM being Ghostbusters too. Yeah, they did work on both Ghostbusters, and this episode ended with teasing Jurassic Park, but uh, they did talk about Terminator Two. What about JLM? There, JLN or whatever. JLM. The video game. J- what or was it was the... N. Oh, maybe it was N. Maybe. I think it was N, but that could be. It was right. just. I know they were noted for making terrible video games. Yes. Anyway, I can't even remember a single. I can't even remember a single JLN game where I'm now off the top of my head. I just remember they're usually bad. Yeah. All right. Let's kind of catch up a little bit over yeah. a couple of things from the previous week, shall we? What do we got? What do we shall got? We? Yes. What oh, do we got? I'm sorry. I could get sued for that, couldn't I? Mm, maybe. What <laughs> do we likely. got, though? What do we got? Well, I mean, I don't know what's up with this, but the Festival of the Lion King huh? has showtimes being reduced starting on August the 14th. Ah, reducing? Yes, Hmm. reducing. Well, it's just being reduced by one show. It's just the 1 p.m. showtime's been removed on all the days of the week, except for Saturdays. Saturdays will continue to have eight shows. So not a major change, but I just wonder what the reason behind it is. Hmm, I don't know. They're cutting down on all these shows right now. Maybe they are anticipating a slow period for August, September possible at least at animal game 
everyone's going to Magic Kingdom for the Halloween parties, so that could have something to do with it. But I just thought that was worth mentioning for anyone out there mm. that's wanting to uh, see that you know, show. Yeah, you know, still a good it show. It's kind of odd because it doesn't seem like it saves much anything. Unless, I mean, we're talking about one show and just during the week. I just don't understand that. But anyway, well, if they pay them by the hour, it saves them an hour of pay. To- I guess. Then <laughs> we're docking you an hour's pay during the week. I mean, the way you hear Chapek, which I'm sure we'll get to this, so maybe I'm jumping the gun, but him talk about the finances, even the CFO person I've heard, you know, some of the call that we're going to talk about later, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. they talk so loosely about how, you know, they they got to know this stuff's getting out to all the fans, mm-hmm. right? But they talk about us well, as though we're like, you know. Well, the yeah. fans could technically be in on the call, right? especially if they own a piece, right? But don't you think they would guard what they say a little bit instead of talking about how they just want to get money out of us? That's all they, all we're trying to do is increase guest spending, and all the guests There's are no, spending left <clears throat> and right. And There's no transparency. There doesn't have to be any transparency because the guests aren't going to stop <laughs> because I of that. I guess so. Yeah, but, but I'm just like, they, they just don't care. Like, they don't care what people think. Yeah. They're just... You're going to show up anyway, so we don't have to be nice to you. So, the entertainment schedule Mm -hmm. has been released for the upcoming not-so-scary Halloween parties. Yeah. Because that starts, well, as of probably the release of the show, the first one will have happened already, believe it or not. I mean, after all, it feels just like Halloween time outside all across the the nation, especially in Central Florida. So, the Disney's not-so-scary. Spooky, spectacular fireworks show. The showtime is scheduled to be at 10.15 p.m. Mm-hmm. on the schedule. Boo to you. Halloween parade has a 9.15 and 11.15 showtime. Back to normal. Back to normal, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's more of a full schedule. The Hocus Pocus villain spectacular. In August and September, it has showtimes of 8.35, 10.45, and 12 a.m., October, it has 740, 835, 1045, and 12 a.m. Oh. So, add another show during October. Yeah, I guess I feel they have. Uh, Interesting. They're anticipating larger crowds for that yes, one. Yes, yes, they are. The Cadaver Dan's Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> yes. Always a favorite. Yes. Uh, well, they have one, two, three, four, five showtimes throughout the night, so I'm thinking you'll probably have an easy time catching them, uh, starting at 7 p.m., 7.45, 8.30, 9.50, so approximately 45 minutes from the time that they start. Okay. Sounds cool. And then there's a Storybook Circus Disney Junior Jam is going to be a part of it this year. I don't think that was part of it before. I don't remember that one. Mm, they've had a... Is it? Yeah, they've had that... They had that pre-COVID. Yeah, it's on the Storybook Circus. Yeah, in that back area where there's basically just a seating area. They just turn it into a dance party. Maybe because I never went there. (laughs) Might be one. Yeah, there was one year we did that. And yeah, we did a little dance party back there, yeah. The Monster Scream-A-Ween Dance Ball, of course, will also be a part of it. I mean, it's cool. I know people go crazy over the Halloween party. I'm still... Just partial to Christmas. I don't know. Maybe I just love Christmas more than Halloween. Well, when I look at the entertainment schedule and things of this nature, yeah, I just can't help but go back to think of the fact that it's losing its value <laughs> because okay. the cost has increased and they've added yeah. very little. So, well, yeah. Yeah, the price is thankfully lower than last year and you're getting more, but, geez, 
It's still and, way too high. And it's still being sold out because the opening night is already sold out. Yeah. So, And the first September date is already sold out. Uh, I think the second date is sold out. So it's hard to make the argument of they're charging too much whenever it continues to sell out because people just pretty much accept it as it's the price that we're going to have to pay, no matter what it is, apparently. So Yeah, which is why Chapek, uh uses the term... We need to adjust the pricing to meet demand. That's what his latest thing was. Mm. So, in other words, they're going to raise the prices on more than just Disney Plus, which I'm sure we'll talk about that too. Sorry, I'm spoiling, but <laughs> Doctor Evil is back at it again. You just continue to spoil things. We're just going <laughs> to call you Bob Chapek because Ugh, you're spoiling. Because I'm ruining all the fun. Yes. <laughs> Although he said that too in the in his interview, saying, "And oh, the guests are loving it." Yeah, yeah, we're loving. Yeah, they're it. loving certain things. You did say that. Yes, they love paying you money. Yeah. The Matterhorn bobsled is a Disneyland one, but yeah, it's close for refurbishment currently. Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt they'll be able to make it any smoother, but we'll yeah, see. Not at this point, I doubt it. <laughs> I think this point it is what it is. <laughs> After seventy years, yeah, it's not changing. Um, a Disney bus was involved in a crash this past week. Yeah, I saw a picture of that. Hopefully everyone's okay. So it was near the intersection of World Drive and Seven Seas Drive, which was near Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Well, it's a crazy area right now with the road work. Looks like it took a pretty big impact Mm. from the looks of the bus. I mean, those buses never go fast, but I guess... Well, it was enough to bust out the windshield. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, and apparently it was a goofy bus from the looks of it. Well... That explains it. You gotta stop letting Goofy <laughs> drive the bus. Is that too soon to make that joke? Because I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, since nobody appears to have been seriously injured, I think it's okay to make that make that joke. All right. Had I'll there been a fatality, it. then we might would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might would have been different, but I mean. I know. stand by my Goofy joke then. Yes, I stand by your Goofy jokes. <laughs> stand proud. Yeah. I mean, what else do you expect if you let Goofy drive? I know. I mean, look at how well he does in uh, Runaway Railway. I mean, yeah, he's, uh, he and that's even a train. That's on a track, and he still manages to screw it up. <laughs> What's funny is if you really initially was on a track. If you notice, you know, Goofy goes off to the left, and he just kind of sits in that room until it's time to come back out. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I knew everything huh. was fine." Is that what he does? Yeah, you notice those little trains. The, yeah, I was gonna say, does he not? He doesn't show up in the scenes at all, does he? After mm-hmm. that, not mm-hmm. until the end when he comes back out. So basically, he goes to the left, goes in that little room where all the other goofies hang out. He goes and off and they, all the other goofies. Yeah, he goes off into his own. He go. He goes on his own adventure. That's that's it. There'll be a sequel to this attraction. We'll get to see what Goofy does while we were doing all this other stuff. Mm, is that what they're going to add to the Disneyland version? Yeah, that's what they'll do. Yeah. Also this past week, Cosmic Rewind, the teleportation pre-show was broken. I don't know if it's yeah. been... I think that was only one day that I could tell. I would tell. imagine so. It seems to be a pretty reliable attraction so far, but right. I guess whenever that doesn't function the way it's supposed to, there's really nothing you can do, right? So, Yeah. I saw that they decided to break the illusion and just let people walk through. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I saw, which they've done that for Rise as well. They broke the fourth they... wall already. Dang it. Haven't they done that where they just let people walk straight onto the Star Destroyer room before? Mm, st- straight onto the Star I feel like Destroyer. I remember that happening where they take you backstage and then you just end up in the Star Destroyer room. 
when the the turntable thing wasn't working, I think. I guess. I'm pretty sure that's happened. Don't quote me on that. But That thing takes an actual loop, though, so it's kind of hard to... Well, it's like they took you from the Ray room into a back... Like through that a backstage way. area into the into the Star Trek. So they obviously Almost, anticipated this already, right? They knew it was broken, and so they decided not to shut the whole ride down. Kind of like Guardians here, they they decided the ride's working, so let's just take people through here. Or kind of like during COVID, they didn't really have the whole illusion on me, Runaway, the pre-show. Yeah, the pre-show. It was already busted or whatever. <laughs> yeah, already broke, they just already sent broke you through. through. You yeah, just walk right straight through, right? That's probably the first ride I've ever done where I didn't see the pre-show until like after I've ridden it like five times or something. Oh, really? Something like that, yeah. First time I saw the pre-show was late last year. I don't remember. But I'm trying to remember. I guess I guess the first time I wrote it was without the pre-show, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The first hmm. several times I wrote it was no pre-show. Hmm. Anyway. That whole time period, I guess, is a blur now. Yeah, it all runs together. Yeah, roller coaster safety netting is has now been installed on Light Cycle Run, which means Ooh, uh, nice. we'll have a whole another year before. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, so. again, D twenty three. We're gonna get a date, right? We have to. That's Surely. what we talked about last week. It's got to be. Here's the other thing. I I saw this story somewhere about park expenditures are expected to reach six billion or something like that. Do we think they're gonna announce anything? big that we haven't heard or because you know epic universe is well underway here construction like disney would have to be catching up at this point with anything they announce would probably open after that so surely they're thinking about this right i mean i think they just need to finish what they got going on personally they got way too much still going on but what epcot and tron well, Epcot and Tron, you say? Do you think that's not too much? That's all that they've announced that's actually still going to open. Hmm. And Epcot has been extremely scaled down from what they were going to do. So yeah. the Journey of Water is going to open, and then there's like a tiny building for the festival center was supposed to be. Well, what would you expect them to announce? I mean, there's, there just seems to be yeah. nothing. Usually there's inklings of something. Right. I, I, again, Splash Mountain's going to be overhauled. Right. We already know that. That's going to happen very soon. Right. They will talk about that. I'm sure we'll get details on that, which we forgot to talk about last week. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll definitely get more details, more artwork about that, concept art, and maybe some more details about what they're going to change. I just feel like there's a third park coming to Universal. Like, don't they're going to have almost as many parks as Disney at this point, surely that's going to take some business away from Disney. They're not thinking about this. Are you afraid of Universal now? I mean... No. <laughs> but I'm just saying <laughs> Disney should be considering, like, what are we going to do to answer it? Like, they, you know, they they were cocky about Harry Potter not doing so much, but it sure did make a big difference. Oh, yeah. And now they're like, oh, let's build Star Wars and Toy Story Land and... Make sure Avatar is great, and that was they they did they were trying to answer a whole lot just for Harry Potter, and well, now they're like, building yeah. a third park, and they're like, meh, okay. And the thing is, when it's all said and done, it's actually questionable if what they created was any better in reality. Good point, because Galaxy's Edge is scaled way back too. It's questionable, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I know, rabbit trail. 
That's that's fine. It was a good one to go down. The old Tomorrowland gears are being removed from Space Mountain gift shop as the <gasps> reimagining there continues. OMG. You know, I've always thought that the entrance to that almost, it kind of reminded me a little bit for years now of like the Hall of Justice, mm. the Justice League, the original one. <laughs> Does it not? Like the facade on the front? Yeah. Look a I, little I bit like the that. original what? It's got a DC look to it, which is why they probably changed it. That's probably why they're changing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks a little too DC here. He's like, yeah, we had we bought Marvel. Right. Although I wonder why they didn't. I wonder why they didn't attempt to buy DC. I mean, that would have been competing with the stuff Universal has. Well, wouldn't they have just merged them? Then it would be. Well, DC yeah. is wrapped up with Warner Brothers, I think, or now, or at least the Six Flags. Six Flags, Warner Brothers, DC, they seem to all be doing stuff together. Yeah. DC is just not as good. Sorry. I mean... Well, the, they could yeah. be. I mean, once upon a time, they were. I mean, I grew up loving Batman and Superman, but other than those two, when you got Wonder Woman... You've uh, got, Wonder Woman. You've got Aquaman. Batgirl, which Hello. they canceled. Yeah, Aquaman is so amazing. <laughs> The Green Lantern, hello. Yeah, amazing. Whereas even Marvel, some characters I had never heard of growing up, I'm like, oh, these are like fantastic movies. Yeah, Guardians. Yeah, Guardians. I never never knew Guardians of the Galaxy when I was a kid. And now it has a fantastic attraction, right? Yeah, and now it's my favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. How about the disassembly of Walt Disney's plane for the D23 (laughs) Expo? Yeah. Well, I'm curious, like, I guess they'll fly it out there on some giant plane. I would imagine it's probably out there by now, right? I mean, Cargo plane, <laughs> I would hope, or it's yeah. probably getting close. But they're having, what is the point of it other than? I don't know. I don't know. At least they're taking care of it and not leaving it out in the Florida sun to bake. Right. And it's rumored, I guess, from the based on the construction, is there a new parking lot being built at Epcot? But I don't know why. Huh. They have tons of parking as it is that I don't think they use it all up, right? Or is this a, a new basis. show building? Let's see, where is this going? It looks to be in view of like the close to the Imagine parking lot. I mean, at least you can see it from there. But it's just weird because it's it's in the parking area. Oh, it's, is this directly behind the Guardian show building? I mean, I see the picture. I obviously can't see the Guardian show building because it blends so well with right. the sky and everything. But <laughs> Right, right. I'm assuming it's there. I can't really tell. It looks as though it's there, yes. I don't know. It's just kind of hard to... What else would they be putting there? I mean, they're, just, they're moving a bunch of dirt, apparently. It's right behind Guardians, that mm. area. Maybe they're going to build a second Guardians track. There, so that they can have two Guardians coasters. Mm-hmm. I mean, one surely... giant show building's not enough. <laughs> they need right, two. right, exactly. They, we we're gonna Bob do our best to make everything as visible as possible. Now, we're not just building one of them; we're building two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's right out behind it. So, I mean, uh, is this their way of expanding Future World? Surely not. Maybe the play pavilion's going to go back here. There's going to be a coaster. They changed their mind. It's not going to be Wonders Alive. Yeah, they're going to do a another coaster building back here. When I look at this overview, though, I can see just how dirty the tops of all the Epcot buildings really are. Yes. <laughs> of course. You can tell the age. Filthy. How 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 top they are, especially over there where the seas is now. 
Maybe they're going to build another journey of water for the parking lot. Oh, the first one has to, we need to see what that's all about first. <laughs> the journey of parking. The journey of parking. <laughs> the journey of parking without trams, right? Right. This is over where I preferred parked almost. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this is not preferred parking. I'm over by Guardians, and I'm walking all the way to the monorail <laughs> track to... Like, I paid 25 bucks for this? <laughs> exactly. Like, I could have paid nothing and walked way less and parked in the back. There you go. It's ridiculous. We have to go back. So how about Soren having a single rider? They, they've tested having single rider on Soaring now. Soaring. Soren. To that, I say, nice work, pal. <laughs> I I mean, that would actually be beneficial for the challenge if that ever comes to a thing now, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be huge. Be huge. That would be hugely well, If beneficial. the challenge can ever happen again, <laughs> yes. I mean, anything to move that line a little quicker, sure. You know? I'm going to say, the single rider, you'll probably still, like, when you get in line there, you probably still have to wait for a pretty good while. Yes. But... It's like, single rider, all right, come on through. Now wait in this long line for 25 <laughs> minutes until right. we get to the pre-show. Pretty much. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah. Feathered Friends in Flight are having is closing for refurbishment yet again, so that's interesting if they're going to make you, another change. How do you refurbish birds? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, it makes me think that they're going to do another update to the show, though. I mean, how many right. times has the show been updated in the last uh, couple of years? A lot. Yeah, I was just yeah. kidding. It's a great show from what I hear, but uh, I'm sure the birds need a break. Well, why did they take the up stuff away? It was my thing. They just didn't nobody liked with it. the audience. I guess nobody liked it. I, don't know. I watched, I guess they call it Feathered Friends in Flight, the one I was there most recently. it was. We saw, we watched it in January. F3. <clears throat> I thought it was Feathered good. Friends in flight. It was entertaining. Yeah. Even though I know we kind of dogged it earlier in <gasps> this podcast history. We got called out on that. Yeah. It actually is a very good show, though. We, we, we shouldn't well, have. We just kind of, in comparison to some other things. Don't we'll judge kind of, an attraction by its cover? Feathers. Feathers. <laughs> by its feathers, in this case. <laughs> Enchantment returns to 9 p.m. showtime. This happened this past week. Oh, because the days are getting shorter. The yeah. Earth is spinning faster, too, so days are really getting shorter. Okay. Did you hear that? The Earth is spinning fast. Something happened in like June the 29th or something like that. Yeah. Just that specific day, wasn't it? It was like the shortest day on record, even though it was supposed to be a long day. The uh, Earth spun like a millisecond faster or something. And like we may have to have a negative leap second. So what you're telling me is Superman is real. Yeah. He must have taken a spin around just for a test. He didn't go backwards, though. He went forwards. Anybody check Hoover (laughs) Dam? Should we check know. it real quick? There's, if it's, <laughs> there's, it's not holding any water back anymore, though. So, like it I was didn't, back then. I didn't see the earth. I didn't see the sun explode. I didn't see an explosion on the sun from nuclear weapons. Right. That was about it's, the dumbest thing. Wouldn't if he threw like all the if he like hurled all the nuclear weapons into the sun? Wouldn't that have a extremely adverse effect on the sun and probably the planet itself? <laughs> probably, anyway. maybe. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> Any. Possibly. Apparently, there are Disney World guests who are frustrated over not receiving their Magic Band Plus orders in time for their vacation. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they've been handling this, though. I mean, I, I mean, 
Just they just give them some when they arrive. Maybe, but, yeah, but they would give them plain colored ones, right? Yeah, they probably wouldn't give them the ones that they ordered. That's the thing. Most likely, yeah. But maybe you get a free one out of it, I guess, an extra one. Perhaps. No, there's no more free bands anymore. What are you yeah. talking about? I thought about ordering one. I haven't done it yet. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I, I'm, I'm not going to give them any more <laughs> of my money than I have to, to be quite honest with you. That's the way I feel right now. So I can stare at my hand when the fireworks are going off. Pretty much. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Just give me something else to have my head look down at. Right. I mean, let, me, Lord. let me hold my hand up and video my hand watching the fireworks. Pretty much. So that I don't see anything. I see my hand through a screen watching the fireworks. <laughs> so I can be another degree of separation from reality. All right. Anyway. This is one that we had a good laugh at not too mm-hmm. long ago. Yes. Balcony railings removed at Walt Disney World <laughs> Dolphin Hotel. Yes. <laughs> because once you find out there's still double beds, you'll just want to jump right off. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, after one night sleeping in the bed there, you'll be like, I can't take it anymore. <sighs> we have to assume that this means they're removing all balconies. Uh or they're refurbishing the railings. I don't know. I mean, when you look at them, they look horrible. It's literally a slab outside of the window or door. I know. It's not a true balcony. So yeah. they're probably just t- removing them all together because a lot of high Maybe. buildings don't have them anymore. Good you know point. What I mean? Yeah, a lot of people see them as a hazard or a safety liability kind of thing. Yes. And, and so, yeah. you know, like most of the... Buildings that even Disney has put up in more recent years don't really have balconies. Well, yeah. Some of them do. Well, Riviera does, right? So so the only room at Swan and Dolphin that I ever had with a balcony was at the Swan. Mm-hmm. It was the filthiest balcony I have ever seen at a on Disney property, I'll put it that way. <laughs> it was covered in bird poop, covered in mold, covered in, like, I don't know what else. It was... Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. So disgusting that I can't even say disgusting. Instead of cleaning that up, they just decided to remove it all together. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I mean, hopefully they will get rid of these weird slabs oh. and seal off the doors and just make them windows, I'm guessing. That's what it kind of, I'm thinking, is happening from the looks of it. I mean, it's, yeah. you know. It probably... <laughs> <laughs> in the pictures, that's what it looks like. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it might actually make the dolphin look slightly better aesthetically. No. If that's possible. Looking at it from a distance, it's still going to look the same. So. Yeah, it's an ugly hotel. Let's be honest. And, you know, earlier we were talking about trams. Why haven't trams returned to Epcot or Hollywood Studios? The Hollywood Studios is not as big of a deal. But, I mean, I don't even think Epcot's that big of a deal unless you park way far from the middle, but I've never parked. Like the preferred parking? <laughs> yeah, well, good point. <laughs> but even at the preferred parking, I was so far away from the, where the tram would be that it would serve me zero purpose anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, Magic Kingdom definitely needs it. Animal Kingdom parking lot is kind of like far too, so I can see why they've done those two, but... I don't know. Epcot and studios are not as bad. I guess that's why. They're cl- the parking lots are closer to the front of the park. So that's why they're holding off on... You know, it's Chapek going like, God, we got to pay somebody to drive these things. So forget that. 
You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. It's saving costs. So it's been announced that Max Goofy is dressed, or excuse me, Max Goof, I guess, dressed as Powerline uh, coming to Boo to You. Goofy son. Yep. During the pre-parade. Is that really a nostalgic thing? I mean, I didn't even think that movie did that well even in the 90s. No. The only thing I remember from Goofy movie was The Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Remember that? <laughs> His friend, remember? Yeah. The String Cheese. Which is actually Pete's son. I forgot who that was. I just remembered The Leaning Tower of Cheesa. That's the only thing Oh, wait, I no. Pete's son. That was in the series, I'm thinking of. The Leaning Tower of Cheesa was that character that was voiced by um, Polly yeah. Shore. Right, yeah. there you go, Polly Shore. Yeah. Even that, wow. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the character now, but he was the one, yeah. They were trying to do the whole father-son of the 90s, I guess. Yes. Supposedly, the way things would go. Son thinks dad is uncool. Right. Dad does stupid stuff to try and make him... Try to embarrass the son, right? Yeah. And then they live happily ever after. Yeah, when it's all said and done. People who aren't living happily ever after these days are Disneyland Magic Key Holders. Oof, yes. Rabble, rabble, rabble. (laughs) Rabble. For good reason, though. Yes, as a matter of fact, you know, the social media accounts have been flooded with angry pass holders because it's a little more than two weeks until the first one of these annual passes expire. And so far, Disney's remained silent on any um, communication, and they've really said nothing about what they're going to be able to do or if they're going to be able to do anything. Not even really say anything about a renewal option at all, to be quite honest. Yep. It's almost like they don't want to have an annual pass anymore right. when it comes to Disneyland. Well, it makes sense because so many people live in Southern California that they're not making the kind of money that they're making off day tickets. Like Disney World, you get tons of day ticket people because a lot of people come from everywhere. Well, there's more things in Central Florida that people right. want it's to an attraction. To otherwise. Right. So therefore, less pass holders than Disneyland ever had, obviously. Yes, so. even though Southern California has several things for you to do, I just don't think it's quite the same as Central Florida. But they also have, you know, a gigantic, you know, population of people that live there versus Orlando. There's nowhere near Southern California's population. So, well, just think of it this way: less the distance you have to drive, right? Yeah. To go to in Central Florida in the Orlando area, to go to Disney World, mm-hmm. Universal, SeaWorld. SeaWorld, even Legoland, is 30 minutes at best. Right. About 45 maybe if you're going from what, depending on where you're starting to, to get to, say, the Legoland part, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's significantly shorter distance than, say, the distance between the Disneyland Park and, say, Universal or yeah. in, in L.A. You know what yeah, I mean? Universal in Hollywood. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's further away from Disneyland than Universal Orlando is from Disney World. <laughs> yeah, way further. Of course, you got SeaWorld is in San Diego, right? I mean, you still got... You yeah. Got, you have to drive a pretty good distance to get to most of the stuff that's considered theme park-related attractions in California. Yeah. And I imagine, here's the thing, like if you live in Orange County, you probably had an annual pass back in the day because you would go after work. It's right there, you know? It's not far. You just go and hang out and whatever, and you got your money's worth in like two weeks <laughs> going to Disneyland versus, you know, 
what most Disney World guests are once a year, once every couple of years. Yeah. They don't want annual pass holders in California. I, I understand that because it makes yeah. them a ton more money. So to go along with this story, what Disney points to is what they call an unfavorable attendance mix mm. <laughs> in the latest earnings report. Right. When it comes to Disneyland. Unfavorable. Yeah, that's the way they put it. Unfavorable attendance mix. Annual pass holders. So I mean, unfavorable. it doesn't. It's unfavorable because it leans towards you know it being a value to the guest and not them. They're not generating as much revenue. Right. Uh, and they think by taking that away, I'm guessing that it will somehow generate more revenue. And really, what's going to happen is the people that live there are just not going to go yeah. as often. And probably not going to change a thing. Yeah. You're just going to have unhappy people that they can't go to have their annual, their annual passes. Right. They're so. hoping it will open up, you know, more people coming in from other states. Day or, passes, right. Day passes. Yeah. I mean, I know we're kind of slowly but surely living in the post-COVID era, but I don't think people have gotten into traveling across country at quite as often yet, especially with the price of travel yeah flying anywhere is crazy yeah right now. Uh, <laughs> you might not get your or fuel either. yeah fuel in general yeah yeah you know it's not that likely that people are going to do that on a regular basis right now sure. if i were in a position i would think now would almost be the perfect time to go because i imagine it would probably be not as crowded there <laughs> well like we've said all along they're they're trying to encourage more day guests to show up more once a year folks to show up and fill in the holes that the they're uh, leaving with blocking out pass holders or yeah. or not selling new passes which is the re- i mean I just renewed mine but the, the main reason for renewing it is because I don't know when I'll be able to buy another one again so if I you know if I let it expire then it's like well you know, right. when am I going to have the chance to buy another one? Because I don't want to buy day tickets every time I go. I want to be able to go whenever dilemma. I want to go. Right. It's like a, so I'm like, uh, anyway, but I did it. So, so you it is what it. it is. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. I mean, that's your, you've, you've rationalized it. That's what most people do with this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you find a way to make it make sense to you. <laughs> but right. I also added photo pass to mine because, you know, I wanted, still wanted to have those. Right. At least one so, of So, just right quick, before we get into um, oh, yeah. the right. call, I just have a, just a couple more things I wanted yeah. to wrap yeah. up with. Yeah. Cultural representatives are now returning to World Showcase at Epcot, slowly Sweet. but surely, so that will help make that experience more authentic. Better again. Right? Yeah, back to the old, yeah. what, you know, the good old days. <laughs> yep. There have been signs installed promoting the car locator feature at Walt Disney World parking lots. Which we haven't had the opportunity to use that yet, obviously. That should be uh, <laughs> don't interesting. Don't really need to, but yeah. I mean, I I really I really don't. I mean, I've I've always had a pretty good sense of direction. Period. So yeah. I don't think I've ever I've ever not known close enough to approximately where I my vehicle was. Reservations for the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique open today. Ah. So that's back. Cool. And this story that really just broke today, the day we're recording this, that says it just got harder to use Disney Genie Plus for park hopping. There was an update that said it makes it more difficult to stack, pretty much. Let's say you just, you're just you going to start your day at Epcot. 
you've always been able to go to another park and see times that are after 2 p.m., right? Yeah. Oh, well, he's saying, okay, so they started at Cosmic Rewind after writing it. They wanted to see it was available at Animal Kingdom, but instead of booking something after 2, there was a prompt that stopped us from doing anything at all. It's a new feature that no longer presents guests with a viable return time based on park hopping rules, but instead presents a wall telling us to select a new time included in your park hopper option. Hmm. Well, okay, well, he's also saying, okay, so I guess what happened here, what I'm reading is if you book something early in the morning for one park and then you wanted to do book something for the afternoon for the other one, it's no longer letting you do that unless the ride is available later because you can't pick your own time for a ride. It used to just select it after 2 p.m., I guess, because that's the earliest you could park hop. But now it's not even let you do anything, I'm assuming, until after the ride is available at 2 p.m.? I guess. I'm guessing. So It's quite interesting. Not a great... I don't know. It just makes it more difficult to do anything with Genie Plus, if that's the case, so whatever. But the only thing the whole system is ever good for is if you want to spend your morning stacking and spend your afternoon riding and your evening riding. That's about the only thing it's good for. Well, he mentioned in this so. in this article that the stacking, it's complicated stacking because if you wanted a return window, you just have to wait. It complicates stacking if you're going to park hop. It doesn't change the stacking if you're just going to go to the same park. Right, because to me, I've never tried to park hop and stack. Yeah. Because to me, the Park hopping with Genie doesn't make sense to try to do that. You should just stick to one park and go with it. I mean, That's the other thing that they've pretty much eliminated as when you were talking about annual pass as there actually being any value to it is your park hopping capabilities are pretty much useless. Yeah. You get to do it after two, and yeah. then you have to do make reservations. Park, or, I mean, you have to make a... Disney Genie Plus reservations, I guess, based on availability. Right. So, I mean, it's it complicates it to the point where that part, your park hopping is pretty much, it's almost useless to park hop, period. You might as well be devoted to a park. Right. But that takes away one of the values of an annual pass. <laughs> yeah, because that was one of the best things about it is you show up at one park and you're like, eh, it's a little crowded here, so let's go, go somewhere else. One. Yeah, you just yeah. choose, eh, let's just go somewhere else. But they don't else. want you making choices. They don't want you to have freedom. Because they want to be able to put in, you know, enough data around mm-hmm. what they want. We sound really sour on Disney at the moment. Yeah, we do most of the time these days with the uh, changes. Well, I just, I'm unhappy with it. I'm unhappy with a lot of it. I don't see this change to Genie Plus as that prob- problematic to me. I've never had an issue with what they're talking about. But anyway... Maybe it's a glitch and they'll fix it. Or a bug and they'll fix it. Right. Yeah, like the, cause the <laughs> Disney tech company is so good at fixing things. Yeah, they fix things so quickly. Speaking of which, I'd actually heard here recently one a, a, a flaw, a pretty big one actually, that was discovered. Yeah. When it comes to recognizing email in the Disney system. Did you hear this one? No, tell me about it because I don't so get the email side that I'm supposed to be getting. But anyway. Like... 
it, okay, you know how like there are programs that recognize whether an email is accepted as legitimate or what have you? Yeah. Well, apparently some legitimate emails are being rejected because they're, say for instance, they are, the way they're laid out is... Last name dot first name is what you're saying. Yeah, last name dot anything pretty much. Last name dot first initial, we'll say. Yeah. And then that's your actual email address, but it does it says it doesn't recognize it as a valid email. Hmm. You would think that would be something simple they could fix. Wow. It's a pretty big flaw if your it happens to be what your email address is. But it will not accept it, no matter what you do. So Huh. That was I've discovered that today. I heard that today on a, another show. But another show. Another show. <gasps> All right, so I think that kind of wraps most of this up, right? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything else major other than the biggest news, which involves Disney's earning call. Mm, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Right. Just to give you the big number, during the quarter ending July 2nd, 2022, mm-hmm. The Disney Parks Division posted a $7.4 billion in revenue and $2.2 billion in income. Yeah. Considered to be a very good quarter, a very big quarter. Made more profit than they did in 2019 pre-pandemic. Yep. So, by a decent amount, too, actually. Shareholders are happy. Of course, stock price went up. Decent amount. Yep, as soon as this announcement was made. Of course. Which is all Chapek cares about. (laughs) Yeah, at some point you got to think the guest experience is going to be a factor, but I mean, I... yeah. However, Disney Plus did have some news too because it's going to start. It's going to increase, which we knew it was going to because we're coming to the end of the initial three year, right? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, what did we say too? We knew we said this three years ago. <laughs> yes, we said it three years ago. That I think we were talking it'd be it like twenty happen. bucks a month by then, though. It's going to be ten ninety nine, right? For the yeah. Well, we've basically what over the last three years been getting it at an average of was it four ninety nine or three ninety nine? I think it was like four, yeah, four something, yeah, a month. So that was the average. The and then I, during years. this time period, recently switched to that package that has Hulu Plus or the Hulu uh, Live, excuse me, yeah. and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. And I mentioned how they recognize the fact that I've already prepaid for uh, yeah Disney Plus, and they factor that into my price. So nice. it's pretty cool that it recognized that. So, but yeah, that's going to change here in about two months. I know. So. I wish that they would have offered a like a <laughs> extension for those who. No, no, no. You know no, that's no, not no. going to happen. But all the price you pay for there is no. It's just like most things. There is no uh, what appreciation for loyalty. No, of course not. Because they figure you're loyal for a reason, and then you'll just pay whatever it costs. And they unfortunately we prove them to be right most of the time. So, yeah, to go along with that, you mentioned the 2019 average attend average attendance below 2019 levels, but the revenue was up, right? Yeah. How did that happen? Yep, and income significantly higher due to park annual, I mean, park pass and annual pass blackout. Blackout, days. yeah, levers. And not selling new ones and Genie Plus. Lighting lanes. Yep. Higher costs of food and beverage, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as it stands, the per capita spending at the domestic theme parks increased by 10% mm-hmm. versus that of last year, Q3. I saw something that said the spending overall was 40% higher than in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like, whoa. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me because I certainly feel it. And they said that demand remains strong with a third quarter hotel occupancy rate of 90%. Doesn't surprise me either. Yep. And bookings and intent to visit metrics are in line with pre-pandemic trends. So, Ugh, yeah. I feel like there's a crash coming. You think? I, I really know. do. I feel like, I mean, it may not be a huge crash, but I feel you like there's a crash coming. A Disney crash or just a, a Disney crash, crash overall? Okay. No, not yeah. an overall crash. I'm talking about a specifically a Disney crash. Because I think eventually people are going to get tired of this. There's not enough new stuff about to be done. Well, let's see what they announce at D23. I really think that, and here's the thing, the pre-pandemic thing and all that stuff, what they're forgetting is, there were a lot of people who already made up their minds that were going this year because it was the 50th. 50th, 50th, 50th. Mm-hmm. And once 50th is done, and once that's pretty much all behind us, mostly, you're going to see a change, I think. I think you're going to see a change in attendance. I really do. Of course, there's going to be some people that are fans that are anticipating that there's going to be a lull, and then, of course, they're all going to go, and ch- and it won't be a lull. Yeah. Like <laughs> I said, that. Yeah, there's always somebody to replace the guests who leave. There's There's everybody's somebody. always trying to pick when's the slow time to go nowadays. Yeah. And thus, when they go, mm-hmm. since everybody's looking for it, it's no longer a slow time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and they they could care less. They'll pull, they'll yank the kids out of school. It doesn't matter. As long as they think it's going to be a lower attendance or there's this and that happening, it doesn't matter. Because used to be school was a factor as one of the reasons to why the attendance was lower. But nobody cares about that nowadays. They'll yank their kids out of school in a heartbeat to go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. So there you go. For a week. So man. that's another reason why it doesn't make a difference. I mean, that's why it's busy all the time now. There's no, there's really no such thing as slow. Um, you're just gonna have to get lucky if it's if it's slow. Right. <coughs> so weird. So what's up with Bob's beard? Did we talk about that yet? He doesn't have time to shave anymore. Yeah, he's just such a busy man. He's, he's busy counting his he's money. Busy coming up with, yeah. <laughs> sorry, he's busy coming up with new ideas to charge. <laughs> yeah, new upcharges. Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, I think he yeah. he was also like I mentioned earlier. He did in this interview with CNBC. He was talking about how prices will be adjusted to meet consumer demand. And right now, demand remains strong. Right, right? which means <laughs> prices are going up. Of course, even though course. they don't need to. Yeah, they want to. So here's the here's the issue I have with this. When you do it based on that, when you do it based on price, what ultimately ends up happening is you start pricing out classes of people. Yeah, of course. Who want to go? They've been doing that for and years. And it eventually has become. It will become that this is as the lot to borrow a line from Jurassic Park for the super rich. <laughs> right. Donald Gennaro would be proud. We quote this a lot. Of this. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'd be th- proud of what Disney's becoming. I think Chapik is so. Gennaro. Just kidding. Yeah. I think this was Gennaro. <laughs> I think, you know what, though? They'll have a coupon day or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Golly. When it comes down to it, though, as far as the someone going once a year or maybe once every two years, it's not like it's in a range where people couldn't plan it out and actually still enjoy themselves for, for doing that. So if that's the type of guests they want, that's pretty much where they're pricing it. So, yeah. yeah. As long as people and, pay, they'll keep charging more and more. Yeah. And they want to get the first crack at the wallet. That's what everybody in the area wants to do. But 
I got to be honest, the way they've been doing things, I mean, it, for me, is particularly, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels this way, it does make some of the other theme parks in the area become more appealing or the more resort experiences become more appealing, especially if you haven't been there in a while. Right. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's not a great long-term strategy, I don't think, but, you know, I'm not CEO, we'll see. so. Again, it's hard to argue with the numbers, though, I mean, because it's, right. it's working. Right, and that's what people in the news talk about and, you know, the executives, that's all they care about in terms of are we still making money, are we still making the right. shareholders happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's all they people. And as, as per usual, like the fan base or people in general tend to complain about it, but they don't complain about it enough to not go or to not spend money on certain well, things. Ultimately, though, so, complaining, guess complaining, doesn't move the needle enough for them to really do anything. No, that's <laughs> always it's always going to be hit them in the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it's going to be. You're just pretty much going to have to, it has to be a, a battle of wills. It's like a strike, right? Yeah. The whole thing, like people... <laughs> The ridiculous notion of striking for a day is going to make gas prices go down. No, you're going to go back to buying gas just the same way you were the next day. Striking for one day does nothing. A true strike is a game of wills. It's who's going to hold out the longest before the other side has to crack. The battle of wits (laughs) has begun. Yes, because it's it's a symbiotic relationship. The merchant needs the consumer, and the consumer needs the merchant. It's a symbiotic relationship. However, if one is getting uh, to a point where it's costing so much to do stuff, then it becomes like the other one has to hold out long enough to make that one hurt enough to have to come back, have to come down. That's the only way that works, and we never do that with anything. We too much want to do what we want to do, and so we just take it up the tailpipe, basically. Yeah. So. Well, the game ends when we both drink and we see who's right and who's dead. <laughs> That's basically right. it, yeah. And Bob Chapik has um, developed an immunity to cane powder, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to be the Sicilian. Mm, no, he's no. too uh, he's evil for that, yeah. I'm sure he's developed an immun- immunity to cane by now. <laughs> okay. He probably has somebody eat his food for him. So when it's all said and done, you know, we might as well talk about the things we enjoy because when it comes to the pricing of things, we're apparently going to pay it. So, Right, so why know. why complain then? Let's stop complaining. Yeah. Why, do we, why, do, why complain about it all? I think in our position, we just kind of take it as a means of pointing things out. Yeah. Calling things like they are. That's what I, that's what I like to think that I do in most everything is call it like it is. Well, as fans, we obviously want to go as often as we can to enjoy it, but they're trying to make it not as easy to do that because the more we go, the less these other people who would spend more money who go once a year can go. And so, therefore, they're trying to make room for those people right now, for sure. They're definitely prioritizing that. Yeah. So... I get it, but I don't enjoy it. And as I have mentioned several times here recently, I think I'm going to probably end up going back to being that guest that goes... Once a year. Once a year, yeah. That's what they want. That's what they want you to do. Maybe once every two years even. That's what they want. I know there was was a time period, you know, when we grew up, we we remember our trips. You know, when we were really young, our parents would go more often, right? 
And then as we got older, it became like, well, every other year, every two years. (laughs) Then there was like three years in between. So, yeah. But part partially because of cost, even then, I'm sure. Yeah, most likely. It's it was a pretty big trip even then. Even though if you were to have those prices nowadays, it would be. Yeah. Of course, uh, then we always stayed at you know deluxe resorts and everything. For the most part. Pretty much, yeah. It was it was mostly the Polynesian, yeah. But even then, it was it didn't cost. Not what I it, think. Yeah. I think the <laughs> I think the price. It was. Disney inflation had not been, yeah. The Disney inflation was not out of control just yet. Yeah. <laughs> not as bad. Yeah, they're way ahead of inflation, by the way. Way ahead. But I got to say, you know, the people who are buying Disney Genie Plus remains steady, right? Yeah. Uh, in his, in Chapik's own words, he says about 50% right. who come through the gate, which is, Half the people coming through the gate, is that really a good number for them? I mean, they they call it steady. Right. I would think they're in danger of it going down. But Well, back in 2019, 100% of the guests used it or could have used it, and it cost them or it gained them nothing price-wise. So. You think 100% of the guests were still using, I mean, using FastPass Plus? You were encouraged to book three when you, you know, made... When you bought your tickets, I'm sure I mean, not was, everybody did, but yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure a high percentage, no doubt. It was more than fifty, I bet. Use it, which makes me wonder why the heck is well, the yeah. availability so bad for some of these lightning lanes? If only fifty percent of guests are using right, it, right? That's what I'm thinking. Like, why is that? I've often questioned. Like, it's got to be an average. I bet at Hollywood Studios, it's like ninety percent are buying it or something. Maybe like not I remember. That high, yeah, like I remember one time going to Pirates, right? And going through the regular queue because it moves pretty quick. But also seeing that there was not a time available, you know, at that moment for Lightning Lane. And yet there was nobody seemingly in the Lightning Lane line. So I'm like, I don't quite get how there's not a Lightning Lane available right now unless... I, I just don't understand how they space them out. Let's put it that way. They're doing it differently than they did before. It's got to be because there was way more availability when you had Fast, Fast Pass. Plus. Yeah, it just something about the Fast Pass Plus system seemed to like adjust. Yeah, it seems like they probably don't put nearly as many lightning lanes in the pool as they did for Fast Pass, but the lines to me are yeah. still long. Yeah, in the standby. But I mean, now you've, we've pretty much just accepted Genie Plus as a cost. It seems like, and yep. the fact that they went to the one Lightning Lane system and then it was successful that definitely helped. It seemed like it had more of a value, so it's kind of like dialing it back. It's like you started with something that was worse, and you dial it back a notch, and all of a sudden it seems wonderful. Right, and people are like, so, oh, yeah, I'm glad because we we applauded them for keeping it yes. at the one because it was like, yeah, that's that's great. Glad that you do that, like, but. It's like, yes, I'm glad you dialed it back a notch. It's almost like we forgot the fact that you're screwing us initially anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're going to add a service, why wouldn't they just have it for, like, why overcomplicate it with adding an extra thing, you know, because people who come for the first time are like, I'm sure if you don't know that you got it for free before, it's like, oh, this is great. But then on top of that, you're like, oh, I want to ride Guardians. Oh, wait, I can't? What? How do I? What? I have to pay more for that? It's already sold out or whatever. 
You know, it's like, huh? It's just adding more layers of confusion for these day guests that they want so badly. They would almost be better off going with a, you know, the type system like the other parks currently have where you pay and you can go to the front of the line, like the quick queue or whatever. You just pay one price and you can just go to whichever one you want. Maybe, but no, they wouldn't do that either because people would just flood the... They would flood, you know, Guardians or Rise or whatever. And well, no, you would pay out. significantly more, though, to get it. So that that in itself helps keep that down. I guess, but I'd still feel like you'd have too many people showing up to one ride. And anyway, I don't know. There's got to be a better way to even it out, though. They would definitely much prefer the wait times to be leveled out, I'm sure, over over the course of the parks yeah. that's the way it, that's what the fast pass plus system kind of did the overall like wait times for a specific attraction might have been longer but like across the park the wait times were consistent right yeah. like you you didn't just wait long for one attraction you waited long for all attractions if you didn't have fast pass plus right. so it kind of made the waits longer yes the regular queue longer but it also made it longer for attractions that normally wouldn't have been long. Exactly. That to me was, that's one of the things I never really liked about the fast pass plus system, except of course, the people who knew how to game it obviously could get around that. Right. Yeah. But like us. Yeah. Which is why it was fun actually during the COVID era (laughs) kind of, because there was none of this available and it actually made the overall queue shorter. Yeah, some of them were still bad, but for the most part, it was not not bad at all. Well, if you had something like, you still had to get boarding groups for Guardians. I mean, not Guardians, right. um, Rise. But Shoot, yeah. once you got a boarding group, though, it was never a wait. <laughs> like, unless it broke mm-hmm. down, which yeah. still happened. But. And everything else, the weights on that was not bad. And Mickey and Minnie's was still relatively new, and it still wasn't that bad most of the time. Yeah. The main reason that line looked long was because of the spacing. Yeah. Right, any of them, the spacing was bad, but yeah. like Haunted Mansion, I remember <laughs> going to the riverboat. Oh, I was beyond the riverboat even yeah. after they did this stop to social distancing. Right. This is the complaining show, apparently. <laughs> ah, that's what every Disney podcast does these days. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, at least we're not as bad as, as, as Pete, so. Yet. <laughs> I think that comes with age. Maybe I'm getting there. Yeah, you're getting there. <laughs> All right. If you would like to find us, you can do so on social media. That is at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a YouTube channel, which you can search at TWTM Podcast as well. You can find a couple of videos there. And we have a Spreadshirt store, which is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. Where else can you find us, Adam? On our website, travelingwithamouse.com, you can find links to all those things and more there. Our email address is podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. And if you want help planning your next Disney trip, you can reach out to our travel agent friend. Her name is Jill Dilbeck. Her email address is jilldilbeck at gmail.com. So for Adam, I am John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope to see you on our next trip. Whenever that may be. See you next fall.